This is Real Estate Rookie episode 124. My name is Ashley Kerr, and today I'm going to be Tony's therapist as we walk through some issues he's having in real estate. I got so many issues. All kidding aside is that we thought we would do this Rookie Reply episode just being vulnerable and talking about things that we are currently struggling with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think people see us or hear our voices on the podcast and think that we've got like everything figured out, right? <laughs> but it's so far from the truth, right? Like we're normal people. We're investors trying to figure things out just like you guys. So we thought it'd be cool to kind of share what's going on. Yeah. I have two conflicting events I could go to in a couple of weeks. And I text my friends in our group chat and I said, which I have to decide which one should I do? And I said, basically, what scenery would I prefer when I cry during a mental <laughs> breakdown? <laughs> so that's where I'm at at life, everybody. <laughs> Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent. T-O, retirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, where do you want to start, Ashley? Like, what are some challenges that you're facing in your business right now? I think a lot of it is I'm this shiny object syndrome. And then we've talked about this already, the clarity mm-hmm. that we both have as to like what's next and what to focus on. So I've done buy and hold. And honestly, 
I'm bored with it, which isn't a great thing to have because it works well for me. I know it well. I could buy a property in my sleep, but a lot of things motivate me by being interested in them and I'm I'm getting bored. So I'm trying to figure out what's the next thing. Is it mobile home parks? Is it self-storage? Is it commercial property? Is it flips? What is that? Is it short-term rentals taking over Joshua Tree from Tony? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the, the next thing? And I think that's something we're both struggling yeah. on. Very similar, right? Like, I bought my first investment property in October 2019, right? And I feel like sometimes people forget that I'm still a relative rookie myself. Now, obviously, we've made a lot of purchases since then. So I think I probably got more experience than the average person who started two years ago. But similar to you, it's like now we've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, what is what does expansion look like mm-hmm. for us? Like what does scale look like? Yeah. We've partnered with other investors on a lot of our deals. And I th- think the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we want to continue to partner with other people in that same capacity? So what we're trying to figure out is like, what does it look like for us to scale? We've partnered with several other investors on a lot of our deals. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, if we end up buying 500 short-term rentals, do we want 500 different partners or is there a different structure for us to do? Like, can we do it that way? We can, but it's like, okay, if we go that route, what does our team need to look like? Like, who are the people that I need to start hiring to be able to build a business at that scale? Or do we do something where we're like building out short-term rental developments, right? And, and you know, maybe we're building 10 houses at one time and that's a totally different business model. So it's tough. To know yeah, because next. it's also like there's opportunities that are attractive, mm-hmm. but is that really what you want to be doing for the next couple of years? Is that going to fit the lifestyle you want? And I think for me, I'm trying to figure out what's the best opportunity, but I can still live the lifestyle that I have now, like being very flexible, being spontaneous. But do you want a big team or do you want to manage like a hundred people? No, because I don't think I'd be good at it. I think people would hate me as their, <laughs> their leader. <laughs> See, and for me, it's like, I did that in my W2, yeah. right? And I already know the level of responsibility and accountability yeah. that comes along with having a big team. Yeah, and and I, don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want responsibility to other ones. And that's why I've been very selective, like with having partners mm-hmm. and kind of the same with you is, you know, you have the some of the partners on the Airbnb and... Mm-hmm. I mean, how many partners do you take on before you become responsible to all of these people? So that's another thing too, is figuring out who are the people that you're going to work with and Mm -hmm. how much is too much and just having to hire someone and be financially responsible for them, really. like It's tricky, right? Because obviously working with people has its benefits. And I think most of the big players in real estate are leveraging partnerships to some extent. Yeah. But it's it's how are you structuring those in a way that still supports you? Yeah. Right? Like I, I was talking to another investor that they have like a big syndication company. They're doing mm-hmm. tens of millions of deals yeah. or dollars every deal. And um, he told me that they are extremely picky with who they allow to work with them. Yeah. When they first started, they just pretty much took everybody because most investors have to. Right. But as their business has matured, they've been able to say, hey, we really appreciate your interest in working with us, but we don't think it's a good fit. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting, you know, I say we, me, my wife, and, and our, our partner owe me to get into that point in our business where we can say, luckily we've done well. There's a lot of interest to work with us. Right. And even though, right, you know, yeah. you seem like a really great person, but I'm not sure if your interests align with, with ours. Right. Yeah, that's such a great point is 
being able to get to that point where you are kind of interviewing them instead mm-hmm. of them interviewing mm-hmm. you. What about managing the employees? Because you have a couple of VAs. Mm-hmm. I have the staff at the liquor store and then a supervisor that handles like our short-term rental and the liquor store and things like that. But she pretty much takes care of everything for me because I'm just not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's your experience with having employees and, and growing that? Or I guess they're all 1099. Yeah, they're, they're all contractors. Yeah. I mean, I will say this is that the relationship I have with the VAs and our team is very different than the level of relationship I would need with people to help me scale the business yeah. in that way, right? Like our VAs help with like the bookkeeping, like some background social media type things. But if I wanted someone to come in and like actually be the face of like my investment business right. of Alpha Geek Capital, yeah. that's a totally different kind of skill set. And it has to be someone that that I trust. Mm-hmm. It has to be someone that I believe is coachable, right? right. Someone that I believe has the skill set, the abilities to talk to different investors and kind of guide them through the process of buying their first short-term rental. Yeah. So it would be a different, very, very different experience, I think, than the the VAs that we currently have. Yeah. I think that in a way I, I would be too much, like it's hard for me sometimes to get what's going on in my brain and to explain it to somebody else or to put it on paper or to get it out, I guess. So, and then I also think that I'm sometimes too adaptable where I'll just be, I'll tell somebody like, just do it because I don't want to deal with it. Just handle it yourself. Even if it's not the best option, I just want to get it off my plate, I guess. Well, let me, let me ask this as a follow-up question, right? Like I'm, I'm rereading the cash flow quadrant by uh, Robert Kiyosaki, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about a lot of different yeah. quadrants. And when he talks about the B, right? The business, it's different than being self-employed. Like right now I'm self-employed because like I'm very much in the day-to-day of running Alpha Geek Capital. I would like to get to the point where where it's a B, but I'm having this struggle where it's like, okay, if I bring somebody in, that's us giving up a lot of the financial Mm -hmm. portion of running our business, right? So, I mean, what's your take on it? Do you feel like, do you bring someone in, pay them a healthy amount to kind of keep them interested, meaning you get less? But the hope is that that they can scale it or Bring it you do it your do it yourself and kind of bootstrap it. Honestly, right now I'm at the point where I want to hire somebody. So I am talking to somebody right now to be an acquisitions mm-hmm. manager for me, where it would be salary based, but then also he would get a cut of the pie of the properties that mm-hmm. he brings, and then eventually build it into a partnership mm-hmm. if that worked out. But here's the thing is I like to build businesses. Mm -hmm. I've built an insurance agency. I've built two property management companies. I've built all these different things. But once they're built, the day-to-day stuff, Mm -hmm. don't bring it near me. I don't (laughs) want to look at it. I don't want to touch it. So that's the thing. I enjoy like putting the systems in place, building a business, but then, and even the liquor store, like Mm -hmm. that was fun to get it going. But then like, once it's operational, psh, I could care less like about being involved. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that I would enjoy building a business with somebody who's going to run it. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of take it over. And then I think that gives me the opportunity to go and create more things or more ideas. Ryan Dossey, an investor out of Florida, but does a lot of business in, in Indianapolis. I talked with him a couple of times and I've seen like on his Instagram and things like that, where he is the head of his company, but he has a COO, the chief operations officer. And so basically Ryan's the idea generator and then his COO puts it into action and creates it. So I would love to get to a point like that too, where I can pretty much just like think of ways to make the business better or to do different things and then have somebody that goes in and 
runs with it, I yeah. guess. How do you how do you find that person? God, I have no I, I took me what how long? Six, eight months to actually hire a bookkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) And I also think that what I do too, is I try and wait for a person to come to me, like Mm -hmm. instead of going out and actually finding a person too. But it it is challenging, right? Yeah. Especially if you're taking something that you've invested, like actual blood, sweat and tears into to kind of hand that off to somebody else. It it is a a scary task. But I think for anyone that's looking to scale, you got to do that at at a certain point, right? When I gave up property management, so I had built two property management companies, one that had my properties and one for another investor. And when I like could not, I didn't want to do the day-to-day, like I had built these companies up, like there was really not a lot to change them or improve them. And I was getting super bored. So I interviewed people to hire them to just take them over. Mm-hmm. And I just could not find somebody because I didn't want to give up that control. And like, if something went bad, like these were my babies. Like, mm-hmm. so instead I went and hired a property management company where if it does not go well, well, then I yank them away and give it to another property manager. And it's not like I have an employee that I'm still like having to oversee in the property mm-hmm. management company. And like, if she quits one day, I have to step in and take care of it. So that was kind of like my medium spot right there was getting that third party in there and instead of hiring someone or to keep doing it myself. Yeah. It probably works in that scenario. Right. But like, say for your, like, right. Yeah. There's other ways that that would not work at all, or it'd be a lot more expensive. And that's, and that's why we're stuck. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, what's the best path. But I guess, you know, for those of you that are listening, like what, what Ash and I really want all of you to, to understand is that there's always going to be uncertainty as you grow your business. There's always going to be so many different paths that you can take to try and get to your ultimate Mm -hmm. goals. And it's not always going to be super clear as to which path is the right one. Yeah. And a lot of times, maybe there is no right answer. It's just which one, which one do you kind of like the most? Which one do you feel might give you the best benefit? Like, I don't know, right? Like there's no right answer, but just try things. Yeah. And I think talking to people who are doing those things and seeing what their day to day is like, I did that job shadowing with an investor in Seattle Mm -hmm. to see what it, and I followed him around for three days and seeing what his life and his job and everything like that was like. And it was awesome. I learned things that I would really like to do and things that I would not want to do that were part of his business. So even just me and Tony talking, when we get this face-to-face time, this is pretty much what we talk about. (laughs) Things are struggling. Like, oh, what do we do? So I I hope the rookies that are listening, like A, that you all understand that you're not alone in feeling the indecision or the analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. And B, that you guys can get some, I don't know, maybe some confidence maybe is the right word to just take action anyway. Yeah. And one thing that's helping Tony and I that we just started a couple of weeks ago is we actually picked three previous guests on the show and asked them if they would do like a little mini mastermind with us, just the five of us. And it's been growing really great. We've been meeting once a week. It's not like a paid thing or anything. We're all just friends and we talk and hold each other accountable. So if you think that that might help you, having that tight knit community, just reach out to people in the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group in the the boot camp that I'm hosting and Tony's going to be hosting one. There's accountability groups. So like find those people that you can talk 
these things out for free and not have to pay for a therapist (laughs) (laughs) or pay for a therapist too. Do both. I uh, I actually wanted to start this episode. There's a couch right over there. I wanted Tony to lay down on the couch and, you know, we sit here to (laughs) give up therapy. (laughs) But these these are good questions to ask. And and like Ashley said, having that community around you, I think is super, super important. And if you feel like you don't have that community, Mm -hmm. that's what Bigger Pockets is there for, right? Like the website itself, there are like over 2 million members now, right? If you're not in the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group, join that, super active, super engaged. But just start adding people to your circle, people that have achieved the success that you want to achieve, people that are on the same journey as you. And you'd be surprised at how much insight you can get from folks that are kind of working the same path. Yeah. And we have Bryn coming up. I think it's on episode 125, I think. So we interviewed her today and it will be released a couple of weeks. She talked about social media and how when she wanted to get in real estate investing, she just started following people who were real estate investors. And she muted a lot of other people on social media that were toxic or, you know, didn't support what she was trying to achieve. And just there's so much power in social media if you use it the correct way. And I think she said it perfectly. So make sure you guys listen to that episode when it comes out about how to really get that motivation from social media. And last, if you guys have some advice for me and Ashley on uh, what we should do in our businesses, <laughs> yeah. please let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should have, uh, have a, the next rookie reply. We should actually hire like a therapist, a therapist to come, <laughs> yeah. or like a business coach. I mean, I think I'd be scared for what they'd say for us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Live from Viva Las Vegas, I'm Ashley and he's Tony. You guys can check us out on Instagram at Wealth From Rentals or at Tony J. Robinson. Thank you guys for joining us for this rookie reply. And now we're going to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> Getting started in real estate can be daunting. There's so much to know, obstacles to overcome, lessons to learn, and risks to avoid. It can all be so overwhelming. If you're feeling motivated to invest, but too overwhelmed to take action, here's some advice. Take it one step at a time. And here's some good news for you. The Rookie Bootcamp is starting on May 20th, and Tyler and Ashley will be guiding you through each and every step until you're the proud, confident owner of your first investment property. Through eight action-packed weeks, they'll guide you step-by-step through those first questions, decisions, and obstacles that every beginner investor must overcome. So if you're serious about becoming an investor this year, head to biggerpockets.com step and join us in the Rookie Bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.